Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us for Redwood Credit Union's first podcast series. It's something that I've been thinking about for a long time, and I'm excited to launch it now because I think there are so many amazing stories happening in our communities every day that people never hear about, and that's what I'm here to share. This series will shine a light on some of our community partners who are making San Francisco and the North Bay a better place for everyone. We hope you'll walk away from these podcasts feeling good about the important work being done by our local organizations, and you may even be inspired to get involved and help. So feel free to pass this episode along to family, friends, and colleagues, and share the good news. The more connections, the better. Together, we'll work towards well-being for everyone in our communities. You know, choosing a guest for the first episode was a big deal because RCU has a lot of great community partners and we're proud of all of them. So where do you begin? Well, when it came down to it, one name kept on rising to the top of the list, and that was Mary Jane Burke, Marin County Superintendent of Schools, and the ultimate Schools Rule Marin Ambassador. Please join me in welcoming Mary Jane to our first episode of And That's Why We Partner. Welcome, Mary Jane. It's great to have you with us. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Brad. I'm honored to be a part of this podcast uh, and to partner with Redwood Credit Union. You you are all amazing in what you do. So uh, I'm very pleased and honored to be here. Well, I'm happy to hear that. It's, it's, uh, I can't tell you how great it is to see you. It's been a little bit, a little while, and I've missed you. And I know the great work that School Rules does to ensure that every Marin County child has access to the support they need to succeed. But I think others need to know about this program too. I remember you sitting in my office several years ago and explaining this to me and I was just blown away by um, what a great idea it was. I think you're in at least the state of California, maybe even in the country, that this, is, this program is, is unique. Let's talk about schools rule very specifically. Perhaps some things our listeners and viewers might be surprised to know about it, starting with some basics about the program. Sure. So schools rule started small um, and it has grown. And the way to think about it is that the community was looking at um, the children in our county. We have about 40,000 students in the uh, public schools of Marin. And the children live in different communities, but many of the schools in Marin County um, had school foundations, and those foundations essentially raised students for raised uh, resources for just the students in their particular school district. So imagine you have the classic haves and have not. I'm in a community where parents are working four jobs, uh, getting their kids to school. They don't have ad additional resources to give to a foundation or to the school, and yet in other communities, um, resources uh, that are abundant. And so uh, what we've said is, wait, something's wrong here at the very core of um, how it is that we ensure our students have a well-rounded education and an education where they have access to what they need to succeed. So the conversation started with, hey, everybody, um, let's bring all the foundations together, which we did. And foundations are usually, the leaders are usually parents um, and people that, that know their communities well. Um, and so brought them together and said, what do you think about 
looking to raise money for every single child in every single school in our community. And not everyone was, you know, thrilled with that thought, right? Because some said, wait a second, she's got a plan here. You know, that plan is potentially to take money, if you will, uh, from our foundation to give to others. And what we said is, well, actually, we'll be looking at um, a structure and a strategy that would allow us to, to go to people who might not otherwise even give to the schools because they have um, they, they have a business. There's no way they can deal with 116 schools, right? And so sort of the foundation was, um, do we believe that to the, our core that all children um, need to be served well um, in our community. And in the end, everybody agreed. So just to know that um, we said, we're gonna try to do this. But then the hard part, of course, is trying to figure out um, how how is it that we could look to people who might consider giving to all students as opposed to just their, in, their own school or um, the school they're familiar with. Yeah, I think uh, I remember that first time we met and, you know, Redwood Credit Union, there's no way, I, I think the number you said was uh, 116 different schools? Yes, yeah. yes. That was the issue. There was no way that we could access uh, individually 116 different schools and you gave us the uh, the ability to have that impact with with uh, with one contact. So it, uh, it worked. Yeah. I have no perspective of time anymore. The, pandemic has made that worse and I keep on going back to that time in my office and I you know you had already started schools rule uh, a little bit before that so how long has schools rule been in existence and, and maybe just at, while, while we're at, at this section how long you've been in existence and and uh, how has it gone to this point what are what are some of the success measures this is the entering the 10th year for schools rule um, at this point, uh, Brett, we have raised close to $6 million. So huge, um, huge accomplishments in terms of being able to have other members of the community join Redwood Credit Union in supporting. Um, and what we're seeing is unprecedented programming that is available that wouldn't have been available. An example would be um, elementary schools in our San Rafael district would have had no uh, music um, at all for the children. And over the years, they started with, let's start with kindergarten, then first grade, then second grade, and all the way up so that that's now available to all the students so they can feed into their middle school programs by way of example. Um, and then, you're seeing that you know in a community where English language learners need more supports in the area of literacy and mental health, let's say that the programs are uh, being supported in those areas as well. Um, I, I guess the bottom line is that um, it is a community effort and we all get to take credit for it, but the other side of it is it is truly individualized based on the needs at an individual school. You know, we've talked about how the program got created, um, some of the financial uh, results, but ultimately what you were trying to do is close the achievement gap. Talk to me about that measurement and, and 10 years and $6 million. How, how have you seen it uh, close that achievement gap? So what we've seen um, is that we continue to have gaps, first of all, in Marin County, right, as we do across the state. Um, however, what we're seeing is that when students have access to additional opportunities, 
um, beyond the classroom and in the classroom uh, that we see improvement, not just in their academic levels and how they're doing academically. Obviously, we need every single student to be able to make minimum a year's growth in a year's time, and we're looking actually for more of that. Um, in some of our schools, uh, we see more than that, and these are schools that are uh, serving students that would be um, considered 100% or 89% free and reduced lunch. So we're, we're particularly targeting um, the highest need schools and the data is, is very good, but I, I don't want to sort of let anybody say, okay, we got this, you, you we're finished. Because the bottom line is we have so much more, you know, so much more to do to ensure that our students get what they need, particularly after we've just gone through um, the challenges related to the pandemic. So I, I can only imagine you have many, many, many stories to share, but can you share one, one success story um, that comes to mind? This would be in the health and wellness area specifically. Um, we have uh, a student um, at one of our high schools struggling uh, related to a body image, and she received some resource through the school's role effort in mental health that led to her developing um, a overall program for other students that helped them take a look at um, how they were uh, dealing with their own body, how they were dealing with, um, when you look in a magazine and it looks like everybody's perfect and you realize that actually they're not perfect, but this student ended up uh, developing curriculum and then ultimately uh, spoke to a group of over 500 students um, in our state about this particular program. So it starts small, right? It, and one student with a challenge that needed to be addressed and then the ability to access some other resources uh, to um, help her uh, turn what was her challenge into um, just an amazing story about uh, what one kid can do to make a difference throughout the state of California. At the end of all of this, it's, it's really what it's about. I'm looking for um, expanded, enhanced, countywide um, opportunities. So where we are right now is the resources go to individual schools. Those resources are used uh, based on the needs of that particular school. And one of the things that we're seeing is that there are places that we can be even more efficient and effective um, as we provide services across the county. And so just to call one of them out related to the area of mental health, right? And students accessing um, what they need in the area of mental health. Huge issues have come up for our kids and their families during this pandemic time. So we're looking at some tools that schools can use across the board for screening, training for teachers that can also be um, essentially uh, trained countywide so people have the same the same language and so that's another area that I see schools role beginning to support and Brett the fact that a Redwood Credit Union stepped in during the pandemic and actually provided resources for schools in this precise area was um, I hadn't even thought of the fact 
luck that that you all would step into that space. But you know what you did is you developed uh, appropriate curriculum at the appropriate grade level for families, for kids, and you made it available countywide. So I think that model um, and the steps that you took to be willing to take the lead ultimately provide such meaningful um, information to our families and our students made a difference. And I think that is, that's a, that's a direction, right? Sometimes it's money that we need. And sometimes it's a partner who says, Hey, what about this? We're willing to help fill that void. There's always more to do. That's one of the, I think, hallmarks of our community in particular is looking at what we're doing and we're doing well. I mean, that we are, we're doing well, but not good enough and not good. And it will be good enough when every single kid in every single classroom has what they need. They're achieving at the highest levels. They feel that sense of belonging. I mean, picture all that, all that work that we need to do. And um, the, the challenge, and I think the, the reckoning for schools is to be reminded that we can't do it alone. We're a small part, right? Of all that um, is in play for any particular child, you know, on any particular day. So uh, we, have a, we have a lot to do, but I see our community coming together um, in ways that you could have never predicted. I think the other piece is that, you know, when we think about a hallmark of Redwood Credit Union is that, I don't know how you do this exactly, but you, you always seem to be leading in the direction of, anticipating what's needed next, as opposed to sort of waiting. I mean, look at what you did, you know, related to um, the support for our communities during the fires, I, that you just continue to sort of be on the edge in a way that, that you anticipate and you're, 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 you're helping with the need before some people even acknowledge the need. So that I think says a lot about, um, all you and all your employees. So thank you for that. I can't wait to, to see what you come up with next. Well, we, uh, maybe, maybe something will come out of this, uh, this conversation. And, and I think that's actually my next question is, what are you guys going through right now? And, and what do you need right now? What is, what is the focus? Making sure that um, our students and the staff and the families are comfortable that everybody's going to be safe in school. The other side is sort of the joyful reopening of school. Uh, people have essentially not been back to school. Some are tentative. We're still we're not seeing a lot of people choose uh, a virtual option. Just for you to know, we weren't sure about that data, uh, but it looks like it's probably under 200 students countywide that are that are choosing that option. But it's still teachers. People haven't seen each other for a long time, so um, there's a lot of work happening sort of in that space so that people feel a sense of community are reminded that they're part of the, you know, the larger whole. Um, we are most worried um, about uh, schools um, and their need to address the mental health needs of, of our kids. Um, kids are tentative. Little kids have not had the practice they would have typically had if they were in person. Um, related to self-regulation, related to sharing, interacting with others. So we are, we're going to need to make sure that we take into account the small steps along the way. You know, many people talk for the elementary level that 
a play is the way kids learn best. And so I think we're going to see a lot of activity around interactions, relationship building in order to um, move into the important academic areas. And at the high schools as well, there's, you know, people that are concerned, students that are concerned, and we need to make sure that we have a good sense of, you know, where they are as we, as we enter the school year. I did recently see an article, an interesting social media post actually uh, released on schools rule. It talked about the 10 ways that people can support and engage schools rule for the benefit of all public schools. The call to actions uh, theme was in honor of the organization's 10 year anniversary, which we talked about as talked about. Can you tell us a little bit about these um, uh, 10 ways that people can help and, and then just my next question is going to be, how is that call to action going thus far? We are um, looking for anyone who's willing to support, really, in any and all ways. And it could be with your personal time, willing to volunteer. It could be helping get the word out. It could be serving uh, within, a, within a school when schools rule has an area that they're working on and they need volunteers to help support. Um, all, obviously, we're looking at the fundraising side of it and whatever strategies that we can come up with that can be new, innovative, um, and sometimes it can be a small strategy, right? It doesn't have to be everybody is like, you know, Redwood Credit Union who's given a great deal of resource for us. And um, But maybe if we could come up with the strategies that everybody gives a dollar, you get a tax, you know, any of those kinds of things, I think, to help people feel part of the whole and therefore part of, hey, I'm making a difference for students. Um, there's fundraisers, there's um, opportunities to uh, jump online. I think, you know, part of being able to support is to have an understanding. We have a great uh, website at Schools Rule that gives good information and can and take can take you to the school level. Like what?